Welcome to Cross Communities Podcast. We're glad you're here to listen today. We hope that today's message will strengthen your faith and help you to love God and people more. Reading Luke 2, 1 through 7. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This is this was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own hometown to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Well, I thought this would be fun. I thought since week after week you've been inviting us into your living room, that uh, tonight it might be fun just to sit down like I had come into your living room and was just sitting with you and uh, admiring your Christmas decorations and uh, just having a good talk about the Christmas story. I mean, this passage is so familiar, and thank you to the families who read that so beautifully for us tonight. But year after year, we come back to this passage. I mean, I remember this passage every year for no other reason than Linus from A Charlie Brown Christmas reads it to us every year and reminds us what Christmas is all about. And so it's always difficult as a preacher uh, to 
look at a very familiar passage and say, what will come out of this this year? I mean, we've all heard the stories about the shepherds being in the dark and, and, and the lights coming on and, and they're, they're being afraid. We've, we've looked at those great phrases like, unto you is born this day a Savior who's the Messiah and who is the Lord. Uh, we've we've heard about the the angel choir singing about God's goodwill towards humanity, that announcement of joy and beauty on that very first Christmas night. But this year, I found myself drawn over and over and over again as I read in preparation, as I prayed in preparation for this talk that we would have in your living room tonight, and. For some reason, I couldn't get away. My eyes were constantly drawn back and my mind continued to think about the swaddling clothes and about the manger. To think that this great, this long-awaited promise of God that the children of Israel had been waiting for for centuries, this great sign of great joy that was for all the people, this good news that was coming, this, this one who was Savior and Messiah and Lord and God, would be found wrapped in torn bits of fabric and laying in a feeding trough. I don't know, that just really began to get me thinking about that. And, and I wanted to do a little bit more uh, understanding of that or, or looking at that. And so I began to think about that cloth, that ripped fabric. You know, where did it come from? Was it, was it Joseph's shepherd covering, you know, something like this? <laughs> that he took off and said, we need something here. I mean, this was what they did back then. I know nowadays you can get a nice blanket that has the holes already cut and you can put your loved baby, your child in there and wrap that up, wrap him or her up and, and get them feeling like they're still wrapped in your arms while they sleep in their crib. But I wonder if Joseph just took something off and said, this is what we need and he began to give that. But I began to think the long-awaited problem Uh, promise this joy come down and the sign that's given to the shepherds is not oh you'll see a halo over his head or you'll see god's glory you know shining out no the the sign for you will be you'll find the baby and they'll be wrapped in in strips of cloth in torn fabric Laying in a feeding trough. I began to think about that. What this means for us in 2020. Because the truth of the matter is that for many of us it feels like this year has torn not just the fabric of cloth, but the very fabric of our lives altogether. I don't know... What has been torn for you in this year? What is it that just seems to keep you like things are just coming apart at the seams? I know we have a pandemic and many of you have experienced the the tearing of the fabric of life in just the very nature of 
you've lost someone. The grief of losing someone has torn at the very fabric of how you live your life out. Maybe for some of you it's been that because of this pandemic and because of the shutdown, you have lost your job. And that's led to a lot of tearing of your finances, of your home, of what's going to happen to your family. And it just feels like life seems to be coming apart at the seams. Maybe for some of you it's just the sheer loneliness that seems to tear at who you are, at the fabric of what's going on in your life. And you find yourself going deeper into depression or anxiety about what's going to happen in our world and throughout. Maybe for some of you, all the loneliness has led back to those old habits and patterns and some would call addictions It just seems to be tearing your family apart and tearing you apart. And you're wondering, where is God in the midst of 2020? Maybe for some of us, it's all the political nonsense that just seems to continue and continue and continue. And you wonder, with this change of everything, what's going to happen to our country and our world it seems to be coming apart the very fabric of our lives and maybe it's the hatred and the anger that just seems to be tearing at our society the polarization the way that we just seem to continue to push hate and messages of hate over and over and over again just seems like i don't know about you But 2020 has done this to our lives. 2020 has been that year that just seems to rip, rip all semblance of our life. What is it for you? Where has the tearing of the fabric of your life and soul been seen this year? To me, this just became a very powerful symbol. And it seems like those moments are the moments that God uses to say when your life has been torn into shreds, when it seems like there is nothing more that you can do and everything seems to be coming apart at the seams, it is there. It is there in those moments. It is there in the tearing of the fabric of life. That when these are surrendered to God, that somehow He wraps His long-awaited promise and says, this will be the sign for you. The tearing of the fabric of your life wrapped around the promise of the long-awaited One who is Savior and Messiah and God Himself wrapped in flesh. This is the hope of Christmas. That this one who was born on that day, that one who was born in that stable long ago, would be the one to take the very torn 
fabric of our lives, of our country, of our hearts, and somehow bring promise and joy and hope and peace and love. And then it's no mistake that then that promise would be laid in a feeding trough. It would remind us later on of words that He would say, Come, you who are hungry, I am the bread of life. Come and be filled. This is why we take communion on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. It's not because we want to rush right away and get to Easter, but it's to remember that the promise has come and the ones whose very lives have been torn apart by the harshness of sin and life are invited to come and eat their fill. To see the fabric, the torn fabric of their lives be used by God to bring the promise, hope, peace, joy, and love into the world. So I'm going to encourage you to get your elements together for communion as we look at this and receive from the One who was the promise wrapped in the torn shreds of our lives, who will put them back together and bring us hope and joy, and peace, and love. If you have your bread and your cup with you there in your home, go ahead and pour that out. We know that on the night that Jesus was betrayed, He took bread and He broke it, and He said, This is My body, broken for you. Take and eat. And on that same night, He took the cup, And he poured wine into the glasses and shared it among his disciples and said, This is my blood shed for you. Take and drink. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we come to you. The long-awaited promise of God the One who is Savior and Messiah and Lord. And Jesus, at the end of a year like this, we can truly say it feels like the very fabric of our lives has been torn apart, has been shredded, And yet, your birth and the ways that you were wrapped in shredded cloth reminds us that you are the one that even when life has shredded the fabric of our hearts and our souls, wrapped around you, they become a promise. Promise for hope. Promise for peace, shalom, wholeness. Because of that wholeness, it becomes a promise of joy that we have all we need in You. 
And ultimately it becomes a symbol of your great love and ability to take the torn fabric of our lives and create new life and people. We pray this evening, on this day or night before Christmas, that your light would shine into our dark world. And that your love would come and heal the torn fabric of our lives. For we pray and ask all these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Cross Communities Podcast. We hope you will join us next week.